says, you know, welcome to the edge of the headlights. We're still on Christmas, it seems like. Uh, uh, man. Well, I'm Rob, and I don't think we're at Christmas anymore. And then to the cross from we have Marty. Right, and I'm still in that mentality, man, because like I'm on my fourth week of not doing a full week of work, so my time frame is just all long. That'd be again. awesome if I could do that of mine. But... It is kind of, yeah. I should have taken off today, too, but I did yeah, this it's really weird. Right, like right now when we're recording this, it's like the calm before the storm. Right, literal, literally calm. It's been windy. I'm trying to figure out. I come home and I was walk. Come home, I could see wind turbines off in the distance. Oh yeah. Now these wind turbines really confuse me because it's calm out and they're going like a bat out of hell, really? spinning around all of them. Man, weird. I'm like. How the fuck does that work? Come on, okay, because it's if it's super windy out, when it's super windy right, out, right. they don't spin. Yeah. But if there's just like a tenth of a breeze, they yeah, go they, around they nuts. Yeah, they go nuts. I, I honestly, I don't know exactly how those things work. I mean, I get the concept that it spins, but I don't know what their programming is. You know what? What do I mean? How have they have them set that? It up? just it makes no sense. Right. Because you would think when it's windy out, you'd want them free energy. Right, yeah. When there's no wind, they're still spinning. I'm like, this this is basic physical science. It doesn't yeah, work that way. Yeah, it shouldn't work that way. <laughs> but like we were saying, this is the calm before the storm. It's like, last two days have been beautiful out here. Oh, yeah, no. They've been really like nice. 30 degrees. Yeah, almost 40, I think, uh, today. I've been stuck yesterday. inside. I yesterday, it was almost 40. But, um, yeah, and then this Saturday? Friday. No, we're supposed Thursday to get... night going into Friday. Oh, we're supposed to get the wonderful four to eight inches of the white stuff. Yeah, man, depending on how the thing lies, they still... Yeah, we're like 24 hours out from it initially hitting us, and they still haven't pinpointed exactly where it's going to land. So we could be at, at four, we could be up to ten, depending on how it lays. Is or what it could I be saw. like what happened in 1978 and get... 14 fucking feet. Yeah, right, right. Oh, my God. Uh, that would just be... ...left, I got to burn up. Uh, but, yeah, no, and, and not to make fun of our, our any of our listeners in the Northeast who've been getting hit with bad weather. With the lake effect snow? Yeah, it's, it's oh, it's bad. And, and I, I'm, I'm hopefully, you know, nobody's getting hurt because it is a lot of snow. To it is. But on the national news last night, they're like, oh, here, here in parts of Connecticut, they're actually going to only get up to negative two. I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> well, last week, our, our high was negative eight on a couple Nine. days. That was the high. Yeah, I know. I was out in that. Yeah, sure. yeah. It was just like, um... Sorry if I don't feel bad for your negative two, man. <laughs> we, we were sitting for like hours on end at like negative 13. Straight up negative 13. Yeah. Then Not again, wind. Well, our blood is made out of like maple syrup and that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're hardy folk here in South Dakota. Uh, I, oh, that's not true. That's not true, actually. I work with a guy. And he probably listens to the podcast, so he'll know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, this guy, if it's like 20 degrees out, he's freezing. I'm not oh, really. See, I grew up on a dairy farm, yeah. and I'm used to this cold weather because oh, yeah, yeah. this is what my mom used to do when we used to get the flu. We never sat in the fucking house. I'm 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 gonna swear a lot today. I got a feeling. <laughs> but <laughs> this is just happening. Yeah, 
When we had the flu, we would sit in the house for like a couple hours, but we'd still have to go out and do chores. And her cure-all was for, go and sweat it out, honey. Just go outside and play. Yeah. Oh, man. So we'd get all bundled up, and we'd just be like, oh, like yeah, zombies. Feel like shit. Then we'd go out and actually kind of worked, actually, because we like sweated sure. it out. And, and growing up on a farm, which I did not, sometimes good, sometimes thank God, but because uh, I'm lazy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm lazy too, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but no one forced me not to be lazy. But yeah, no, chores were not an option. It just, that was happening, no matter what. Oh, oh your yeah. hand, your hand cut off? Well, you can still grab that bucket, right? Yeah, well, come Funny on. Funny story. I had a finger Let's cut off. Yeah, yep. And that, my dad got pissed because I cut my finger off. I had to go to the hospital and get fixed up. Right. I come back and he's like, you got chores you got to do. I'm like, fuck, I can't carry anything with this hand, dad. I didn't say fuck to him at the time. Oh, yeah, I got no, my no. ass beat. But I'm like, he's like, you got another hand to use that one. I'm like, like oh, oh my Christ. God. It's like, it's like 300. Oh, you've lost an eye. That's fine. The gods seem to grace me with a second. You know, that's kind of his mentality. You got two hands. You can still grab that bucket. Yeah, he's like, you need to go out and drive the tractor. And I'm like, Dad, I'm actually, they when they reattach, well, they didn't reattach it. Yeah. They cut, they did stuff to it. I was on morphine. Oh, like, nice. Dad, I was, I actually said this. I was high in the hospital. I don't think I should be driving anything. <laughs> it's certainly not a track record. Because I was... Where you're going to yell at me when I don't do it right? I was either 17 or just turned 18 at the time. When oh, damn. I actually said that. I was like, I was high. <laughs> and morphine, yeah, that'll... That'll get you loopy, I tell you what. Because you don't fall asleep. It's really weird because you no. have them, them old-style drop ceiling tiles. Oh, yeah. And I remember looking up at them, and I'm like, ooh. Because I could feel them jerking on my finger, doing yeah. a weird shit. Because I just had a curtain up in my arm and my knee strapped oh, yeah, down. Yeah. They said, hold your hand up. And I'm like, okay. So I'm holding it up. And I look at the ceiling. I'm like, dudes. The fucking ceiling swirling, man. <laughs> and I hear the nurse and the doctor, this is in uh, my head, just giggle like a couple of high school oh, yeah. kids. Like oh, kids. I'm like, this guy's gone. They're there. Yeah, I know uh, at, at the end with my mom, she was on a pretty steady morphine drip. And yeah, she had the, the typical morphine animal visions. Because a lot of people, if they're on a lot of morphine, end up seeing... It's usually for long term where you do a lot of it. Yeah. You see a lot of times rabbits... People will see rabbits when they're really on morphine a lot. Yeah, she would, because she was on like a, almost a constant drip, like like at the end of her life. But yeah, she'd be sitting there in the hospital, and she'd be like, "Oh, look at that! Like what? What? Oh, that little bunny wasn't he cute?" And they like, "Yep, yeah, that was great, huh? <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I don't I mean to laugh. But... Was, oh yeah, no man, it was funny. They're like, "Yep, no, those damn rabbits are all over the place." But yeah, that's wild stuff. Oh, yeah. It is pretty wild stuff. It's effective. Yes, it is. That's why a lot of people get addicted to it. Oh, yeah. It's awful. Then you got the weirdos, actually. I don't know if it's true or not, but they dip, like, cigarettes in formaldehyde. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be... That's, like... That's... that. Okay. Since we're not even on the topic yet, we're going to keep going here. Um, Formaldehyde. When I was in the Army, did you know you can actually buy a two-liter bottle of alcohol that costs 99 cents and it has formaldehyde in it? Do you know the name of it? No. Soju. It's a Korean drink. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. explains why all them Korean women are so f- hot till they hit, like, 40, then they, like, fall apart. Right. It, yeah, I've, I've never had it. I've seen it, but I've never had it. 
Yeah, that soju stuff is just wicked. They, used to, they sell it as shots. It's like you get 10 for a dollar. Oh, my God. In the bars down there in Fort Polk, Louisiana. Well, it's JRCT right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. You know it's good if it's only 10 cents a shot. Well, yeah, and the, the bar... The bar that this was at, it was one of those special bars. Oh, gotcha, yeah. You could get serviced underneath yeah. the table at this yeah. bar. I never I never got serviced, right. I'm saying. But, yeah, it was one of those type of bars. Yeah, yeah uh, you see a lot of those, uh, especially in, in military-based cities. Yeah. Baltimore had a lot of those, too, where you were, what you were doing to get around it was you were buying, oh, did you want to buy her a drink? It's thirty dollars a drink, and when you had so many drinks, you bought her. Well, then you guys went out and partied. Yep. There's nothing illegal about buying drinks for a girl and her deciding to have time with you. No, <laughs> you I know guess what not. I mean? There's always loopholes for anything. Oh, in Louisiana yeah. too, the legal drinking age. You can they get this in Louisiana. Anybody who's listening in Louisiana can tell me this is fact. You can buy the alcohol at eighteen. You can buy all the fucking alcohol you want. Right. But you can't drink it until you're 21. Really? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a loophole they have. You can buy all the alcohol you want in the, in the parishes where you can, the yeah. white parishes. But you can be 18, but you can't drink it until you're 21. Fair enough. I'm just saving up. Yeah, then this is also the same state that has drive-through daiquiri shops. You just pull in with your car, you order a daiquiri, and you just keep going. <laughs> Oh, God bless and it's, it. The shops oh are, the, these daiquiri shops are not right on the main highway. Right. You have to take on a secondary road. So you drive on secondary road. Oh, I'll take a snake bite da- daiquiri, the pink one, you know, with a little sparkle. Right. They give you what size you want, small, medium, gargantuan. It's like five gallons. I'll take the fucking gargantuan. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, then you just sense. take it and you just drive away, sip it away. No, that, that's... That, they do that shit in Louisiana. <laughs> See, I thought it was wild up here, and I don't know if most of them, maybe some of the little towns still do, but this is back, like, mid-90s. Like, most of the little towns, you could go into the bar and be like, oh, yeah, I need to get a couple screwdrivers to go. Yeah, they all do that. And, and yeah, it's, I was like, what? Like, yeah. No. And it's didn't called card to us. go cups. Yeah, and didn't card us. It's, I was the oldest one, and I was 18. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, they oh, yeah, hit him out. I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm not complaining, but Jesus, what the hell, man? Oh, yeah. That is just crazy to me. No, there's like a lot of things like in Louisiana. I love Louisiana. Glad I moved away from there because the community sucks ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Used to it. yeah. So I told you the story about when I first went in the Army and I went down there. That was my first full-time station. Right. I left here like in February. Oh. And it was hot. Cold as fuck. I had a sweater on when I left out of Sioux Falls. And my next stop was Shreveport. That's right, from oh, Sioux Falls to Shreveport. Yeah. That's where I went in and I took a vehicle down there or whatever. They had a vehicle set up for me. I get to Shreveport and I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, holy shit. Everybody else is all bundled up in jackets. It's like 60 degrees. I'm like, mother. Holy oh, yeah. God, it's hot. And I'm like, trying to find my dig my clothes out where's my clothes i'm like i got a t-shirt on it was like what are you taking the sweater off for and it's hot oh my god yeah see like my dad had that too like when he was living in san francisco he's from kansas area so i mean it gets cold not as bad as up here but it gets cold ice storms he said yeah you've never seen so many people freak out when it would turn like 55 out in san francisco bundled up 
coats and everything else. He's like, this is actually pretty nice. Huh? This is barely jacket I, leather. I've actually, when I was in the Army at Fort Polk, Louisiana, I've actually seen the whole base closed down because they got a trace amount of snow. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what? We can't drive this? No, it's not safe. My uh, motor yard sergeant, whatever yeah. he was called, would say. Motor pool sergeant. He's like, we can't drive this. I'm like, dude, I grew up in this shit. This, I said, I'm used to this stuff being this deep and right. still driving in it. I'm yeah, like, that's not even. This this is like, this will mount when the first sun comes out. Well, we can't drive in it now. It's five in the morning. I'm like. Oh, my God. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So you got to be kidding. Well, <laughs> just say, I told him, just think of it. Just think it's winter survival training. Right. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> check up another badge for this. But yeah, like my wife too, like must have been like 90. 91 she was living in atlanta at the time and they got like a quarter inch of snow or something like that down there and the entire place shut down people were selling i survived the blizzard of 90 91 t-shirts and shit down there. <laughs> and she had come from up here where she's like are you guys kidding me right now are you kidding me right now yeah it was it was just less than a half inch of snow and the entire city just shut down yeah. absolutely shut down because they have no way to deal with it they, they don't know how to drive on it that's really easy. Just drive slower, and that's it. Oh yeah, it's, it's stuff like that. It's like, man, I, I don't even count that as a snow when we get stuff like that. No. Oh, I heard it snowed up there. Yeah, it's just a dusting of crap. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh man, I gotta wipe that off my. Well, car. That's, fuck that. Well, this kind of leads us into back into our topic. Well, this actually leads us into our topic. We haven't hit it yet. <laughs> you gotta go be there. First We've already been here talking for thirteen minutes and still haven't talked about. Tell us what we're gonna talk about. Enjoy, folks. Yeah. We're going to go back and we're going to delve back into Skinwalker Ranch, like part two. We're going to kind of hit more of the unique aspects of it. That right. It's like mostly a lot of stuff is focused on like Homestead 2. Yeah, like some of the weirder stuff really is, in my opinion, around that area. Yeah, but I don't, I can honestly say I've actually looked up places because I actually typed this in. Skinwalker Ranch is fake. And I actually came up with an article from a guy saying, "It's he didn't blatantly come out and say it was fake, but it was more like a lot of the shit that they said happened didn't happen. But now if you look at the series, they're like, stuff is going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if, because some of the, because the original family was the Myers. Yes. Edith Meyer. Yeah. Well, they, she had passed and this reporter got a hold of like her brother-in-law. And he's like, yeah, I lived out there for like three years. They didn't have big locks on the outside of the door. They said, but they did have locks, like sliding locks on the outside of the kitchen cabinets, which I've seen before in older houses. Yeah, yeah. Just to keep them because they're not perfect level. It keeps them yeah. from swinging open. Yeah, that thing's flying out of there. Yeah. You know. And they said, yeah, like, he's never seen a UFO out there. And it's fully Edith Meyer, and I can't remember her husband's, John Meyer. John Meyer, right? Uh, Kenneth. Kenneth, okay. Well, John, John Meyer must be the brother. That was... Whatever. Yeah. But either way, he's like, yeah, we didn't see any UFOs out there, and Edith didn't say anything either. But the ranchers, the neighbors said, yeah. Once Bigelow started poking his nose around, or no, it was after. Either way, the guy's pretty, pretty much the article boils down to saying UFOs weren't starting to be reported until Bigelow first showed interest in the ranch hmm i said i don't know man that just seems 
uh, I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah, no, here. I, I found uh, an article because yeah, there's someone out there. Interesting article. Uh, I've not seen that. But yeah, I'm racking my brain thinking back to being younger because I've been being into this kind of shit for a long time. And I, I've heard of skinwalkers. I I am now racking my brain to try to remember being younger and hearing about Skinwalker Ranch. And I all all my stuff of Skinwalker Ranch is post Bigelow taking over. Honestly. See, I've heard of it before. well no, actually I've been George Knapp and well post Bigelow, like you said, because I never really Unless, oh, I think Omni Magazine, when that was still around, that was a really oh, yeah, good magazine. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they actually did something. But then that was during the 90s when the Sherman, well, the Gormans or Shermans, whichever one you yeah, want to call yeah. them, still had it. And they're trying, they actually mentioned it. Huh, interesting. Yeah, so like I said, you brought that up and I've been sitting here trying to figure out. It's like, man, do I remember stories that as a kid? And also, too, I believe there is some, they're all just watching TV series. Right. And you actually have police officers reporting that, yeah, there's some weird shit. That's their livelihood. So oh, the yeah. police wouldn't really lie, like the sheriff. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't lie about something like that. At least I would assume that. Yeah. But assumption is a bad thing because it makes out an ass out of you and me sometimes. Right, right. And, and yeah, I mean, the, the general feeling is that an officer is not going to make up stuff, you know, like that just to... Is, especially if they're still... He's not active. getting paid for it. Yeah. There's no money to be made. No. The only thing, only thing he has to lose is his word. Yeah. His respect I, I mean, your, the your people, job. his peers. Yeah, even in this day and age, I think it's still in that field, still, I think, looked down on. Yeah. Uh, if you're reporting things like that. Because it does... Well, it's getting guaranteed if they find out you're gone in every case you had. If somebody got convicted... They're now free. Yeah. Even if you did do everything right because right. of that one incident. So it does not do any good for anybody in no. law enforcement to lie. Yeah. It just breaks your credibility. I mean, we've seen cases where that has happened in real life where they found certain groups in, in these police departments that were to get somebody they knew was guilty. And they probably were. Yeah. But couldn't find the proof, had planted stuff. But then everything else has to go back through court because... Mm-hmm. If you planted that, now everybody who you've thrown away is uh, getting a lawyer going, yep, yeah, I think they planted my stuff too. I mean, it just, there's nothing to gain by, by lying. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think the sheriff was lying. I don't think a lot of these people are lying, but I think if you look for something that's not there, like this, let's say this brother, and he's looking for like, if you're a stout skeptic, you'll be like, Fucking none of this shit happened. Right. Because it's the way you perceive it. Yeah. But if you look at the TV series and all the reports coming out of there, they all back each other. A little yeah. bit of, there's like they kind of follow suit and yeah. they're kind of repeatable. Yeah, and, and there are interviews they've done with people who have been in and out of that place for the last few decades. Mm-hmm that are corroborating some of this other stuff they're saying. And it could also be, too, that the Myers never noticed it. Like, oh, that's weird. And that's it. That's, a lot yeah, of people yeah, are that yeah. way. Like, if weird shit happens, you're like, oh, that's weird. Oh, yeah. And they don't give it a second thought. Yeah. That, but that if somebody odd. like our mentality or anybody else is into this paranormal stuff, we're like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. Let's take a closer look at right. that. And there is good and a bad to that, too. Yes, uh, there the is. The downside is those of us that want to be finding that stuff, 
it also gets thrown back in your face that, well, that's what you're looking for, so that's what you find. Yep. And it is the same kind of mentality as ignoring it. Yeah. I mean, you, you see the people who ignore this stuff, even on, say, like, uh, haunted house shows, where, like, one of the family members just doesn't want to believe it and just blows everyone else off. It's like everyone else in the house is having shit, and you're just like, nope, I don't believe that. I'm gonna, I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again about my roommate. This is the exact oh, yeah. same story. Remember the one with um, yeah. Carol? Yeah. Okay, I don't know if anybody else... It's on an older uh, episode, yeah, I think I mentioned it, but I'm going to mention it again. This is exactly what Marty said. I used to be a bartender, and I worked till like 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, come home, sober, 99% of the time. Yeah, yeah, most of the time. Well, this was a Friday night. I come home, and after the bars are closed, stock, do whatever I got to do, clean up. I come home to our house. I'm living with my roommate. It's Carol and Thomas, and I'm living with them. And I come in the house, all the lights are on. I'm like, oh, it must be a party. But my brain is so tired, I didn't know. There was no cars You're around right, the right. fucking house. And we're like the only like the third house on the block. I come in and there's Carol, knees up to her chest, covered in a blanket, just looking terrified. And I'm like, what's going on? Well, she went on to explain that this, this is how she explained it. It's like the TV went blank because back in the old days, you used to have dead air. Yeah. Like it's like two second, three second pause. So the TV went dead, like dead screen. She heard three steps, a knock on our front door, and a cop. And usually with our house, if somebody comes over, we, we hear somebody knocks on the door, we just yell, come in. Yeah. It's all pretty much a bachelor pad. And she said, she yelled to come in, and no, she's like, no one came in. She went to the door, and there's no one there. Right. See, now our house has a screened off porch. She didn't hear that door open. No, that's the door she heard open. The screen door opened and closed, three steps and a cough. I'm like, oh, maybe you just heard something. Calmed her down. She went to bed. And yeah. I went upstairs and went to my bed. So about three weeks later, I'm just sitting there, weekend off or whatever. Same thing happens. Dead air. I hear the screen door open and close, three steps and a cough. And I'm like, yo, come in. Like, come on, let's drink. And I don't pay attention to Carol. And I'm like, Huh, go to the door, no one's there. Yeah. You don't hear the screen door open back up. So no, it doesn't, like someone leaving. Because you can hear it open up. Yeah. And I'm like looking at her, and Carol's just like white as a sheet, eyes oh, huge. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I believe you now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, this seems familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward like four or five months later, her, her boyfriend at the time, Thomas, was home. And we told him that, he was like, before this, we told him a couple of times and been... Like, we had a few parties since then, and it's like, yeah, eventually this topic came up about the screen door opening and closing, yeah. three steps and a cough, and I was like, well, that's bullshit. A few of our friends didn't believe us, yeah. but her boyfriend, Thomas, was like, you're so full of crap. Oh, yeah. That yeah. never happened, ever. It's like, no. So, fast forward again, like, a couple months, four months, or whatever. It's winter out. He's at home because he's an OTR driver. Oh, yeah. And, um dead air me and carol just look at each other screen door opens and closed three steps and a cough and we're like oh shit we're thinking we're just to change and thomas yells come in nothing happens door doesn't open no one comes in he gets up all huffy and he opens the door stands there for like two seconds with the door open letting all this cold air in and he just slams the door turns around Walks back to his bedroom. Doesn't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Nope. 
Nope. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you if you're looking for it, it's going to happen. But you need to also understand when it happens to you. There's a reason. It's like right, right. Now, and and I, some of that too, I think, also goes down to what I've said before, where those that are looking tend to see things more. Even this morning, uh, heading out to work, it's still dark out. So it's like quarter to seven. Fuck you. Yeah. Quarter to seven. I, I've been on that wonkier schedule oh, again. Lord. It's like light. Yeah, out. tomorrow. It's it light ends. outside at quarter to seven. Oh, God, no. It's still dark as shit till 7 30. Let's not try to be dark as shit at five in the morning. Oh, I know. It will be tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was walking out to my car, look up, and yeah, there was like a stream of meteors. <laughs> and just super fast. Where if I wasn't someone who always looked up, I never would have even seen that. And there again, it's, I myself am always looking up when I go out at night. Other people don't. And that's just the difference in how people are. And it's no different than this. Some people weren't looking for the odd things. Yeah. And if you pay attention, you will see the odd things. It's like, it's your own interpretation. The yeah. Branch is like an interpretive dance. What you see. Uh, right, is, right. Either you're going to get something similar or you're going to get something not so similar. Right. But one thing I did notice, we're going to get, I'm going to get deep in some wild theories here, folks. <laughs> but if you look at season two, I know you've watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said that picture of you, that yeah. picture of that thing in the sky. Did you see, like on Skinwalker Ranch, it looked like a black octopus yeah. going through the sky. So what did you think of that? I, I find it really interesting. Uh, it, to me, is very reminiscent of other stuff that has been seen. Uh, I, I guess technically you could call it a UFO because it is flying and unidentified. But it, it really felt a lot more to me like some of the uh, reports of living biological flying entities. Uh, a lot of them are jellyfish-like, uh, squid-like. Usually they're black. They're yeah, dark it's color. usually a darker color. Uh, not all of them seem to show up as nicely as this one. And a couple others I've seen, too, where it's like, oh, there's very big contrast. Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like, felt... like they're distorted or something. Yeah, it, Not it, from it, movement, but just visually distorted. Right. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it, if you think about it, they, they are very... A lot of the ones I've seen, the ones that to me have been more credible, do seem very much more octopus and squid-like, which... The water county part of these things does have its own uh, camouflaging mechanisms. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't an airborne one have the same thing? You know what I mean? Because the reason we're bring, I'm bringing this up to Marty is because this weekend I just happened to be watching YouTube. And it's like, this top 10 guy, I think it's the top 10, is the list guy that I watch quite a bit. Mm, okay. And he had weird things seen in the sky. And I'm like, oh, this would be kind of interesting. And it showed a video that was almost identical to that scene in season two. I took quick pictures and I sent to Marty. I'm like, yeah. you see this? Guess where this happened? And this, this happened in the Detroit Lake areas of Minnesota yeah. by Lake Glaw, G-L-A-W-E. G-L-A-W-E. So if anybody from the, listens to us from the Detroit Lake area and you know anything about this, because the funny thing, too, I, that really caught my interest is because when Travis said, uh, Travis Taylor said, yeah, don't you guys remember that big thunderstorm that they were saying that he was actually visually seeing lightning strikes? And oh, yeah, yeah. 
and they rewind the footage, and it's like cloudy out, but nothing's going on. Yeah, there, there were but no But then they see this. Yeah. But this interesting thing about this Detroit Lakes thing, this creature was seen on the front of an incoming storm. Oh, gotcha. And there was lightning. This guy was video videotaping the storm coming in. Yeah. And that's when he caught this video of this creature flying through the storm. And I, I don't know. To, it, to me, it makes sense. Uh, like I said, a lot of people's theory of actual Thunderbirds is the same thing. They're following the lead edge on these big storms, which is how they got the name Thunderbird, for one, is they always were a precursor to these storms, and they were riding these strong headwinds that are out ahead of big storms like this. Yeah. And it would make sense. I mean, it's... It looked nothing like a bird, dude. No, no, no. I'm saying, but, you know, (laughs) other... Uh, flying unknown creatures like that have used, well, even eagles and some of those. Oh yeah, use those updrafts to conserve energy when they're flying. Yeah, it's like they will run go- out in front of them because they know, oh yeah, I can basically hitch a ride on this, and I'm just gliding. Yeah, I'm not having to put the effort into it. It's like the old saying goes: Eagles don't go through the storm; they rise above it. Yeah, because that's technically what they do. They'll go above the yep. storm <laughs> by riding just, the updrafts. Yeah, just use the updrafts. But I, I also conserve found- energy and. I may have had this report. I went to the National UFO Reporting Center, and I found this report from South Dakota. Hmm. I may have mentioned this other one, but it's worth mentioning again because of this aspect. This location was at Red Iron or Clear Lake, South Dakota. The duration of this sighting was 30 minutes. I'm going to read it as it's written out. My significant other was in the lake without, without our son playing and splashing around when he asked me, what's that in the sky? I ignored his questions at first, and the second time he asked me, I finally got up and took my time setting stuff down and talking to our baby. After close to 10 to 15 minutes, he finally got me to walk towards him, and he pointed to the northwest direction, and up in the sky was a black object that hovered in the same spot in the sky for, I'm not sure, maybe 30 minutes or longer. We watched this thing twist and spiral, its long tentacles over and over like it was... Like you was way to see a squid or octopus swim in the ocean. It was shaped more like a squid and its tentacles moved almost constantly. But the strange thing didn't change its position. It stayed in the same spot in the sky. As if watching something like a wild animal would do, waiting for the right moment to attack. It didn't attack anything, of course, not during the time we were watching it. We observed this strange-like creature that hovered high in the sky for some time before I realized we had binoculars in the Tahoe, which I sent my significant other to get and see what we saw through the, them. Binoculars is... The binoculars, I'm afraid I can't explain what it looked like except like a black squid-like creature, and it had what seemed to be six eyes on its head, six tentacles, that it moved around in a pattern like twisting certain ways one time, twisting the other way. But it didn't move from its position while moving the te- tentacles around. This thing would... This, this is terribly written. <laughs> this thing was something you would see in a sci-fi movie. Two kids that swam 20 feet away from us asked each other what it was. The other one thought, asked the other, is that a demon? The other child replied, I think it's Siren Head. We packed up our things and left. I watched it until I couldn't anymore, so it could have been in the sky for longer than 30 minutes. Uh, see, it, I, I find it interesting that almost all of modern day reports of flying biologicals that are unknown are almost all 
is squid-like. Yeah. Almost every one of them. And it's not just a U.S. thing. Cause there are a lot of reports of these all across Europe as well. Of seeing these squid or jellyfish-like things undulating through the air. And then uh, some of them almost have like a sparkle to it and then disappear. Which I don't know. So you're maybe... they have a sparkle like the Twilight Vampires? Well, not quite that, you know... Sparkly, fantastic, but yeah, they have like a, a almost a shimmer to it, and then they disappear. Which, to me, has has always triggered: is it like an active camouflage, yeah. much like a, an octopus in the ocean, or even cuttlefish? It, they will alternate different parts of their bodies to match into whatever I, they're sitting. I on. wonder now, since they have to be probably have to have lighter than gas air to float in the sky. This right. is all speculation, folks. Right, right. We're just kind of spitballing here. Have you ever been outside in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden you smell some really rotten gas? Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Could it be from them? It, it's very possible if they're using something like a, a methane. Because I've been out, like I lived out in the country. Yeah. I'd be out fixing fence, and it wasn't me who farted, but it smelled like right. somebody farted next to me. I'm like, what the hell is that smell? Yeah. And there's nothing besides a fence line for two miles in each direction. Oh yeah, tall yeah, grass. Just, yeah, field and fence. Yeah. Yeah, not exactly a lot of uh, mountains up here to, to block your view. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it could be. Um, yeah. I guess I never really thought. I just figured out it's something underground broke through or what have you. But. No, but they've been considered now. Let's say, like, an, also we're going back to Skinwatcher Ranch. After that rabbi came there, oh, yeah, they did yeah, the yeah. thermal of the whole place, and it cooled down. Yeah. And they stopped, and they seen, like, that little thing fly through the bottom of the screen that was cold as ice. Yeah. Like, what the hell is that? Because animals, no matter what, birds, all that stuff, yeah. give off heat. Yeah, yeah. it's it's going to give off heat, unless it actively has something to disguise that heat. And also, folks, a lot of people are like saying, oh, somebody just threw a rock. Well, the handprint would be on the rock from the heat, yeah. folks. If somebody threw a rock, the residual heat from the hand throwing it would still yeah. be on the rock. And, and that kind of stuff. Well, even, like, say you take a flare through a house, mm-hmm. a handprint on, on, like, a fridge or something like that will stay for quite a few minutes. Yes. It, I mean, it doesn't, like... Yeah, it's, it's not like, instantly, oh, God, it's gone. No, that's... that. So co- heat is... Maybe that up. little thing they got was, like, a little baby squid. That maybe. I, I don't know. The, the the cool thing, and I think they brought it up too, was uh, the pattern of the cooling and heating. It, it yeah. was layered, like top to bottom, where it's like, boom, all of a sudden, up here is cold. It's like, wh- why? Or, or the lower layer would be 20 degrees different than halfway up the house. You know what I mean? It's just like, boom, boom. A very definite, and you could watch it just yeah. whoop, turn blue. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> That is pretty wild. So let's get into what could be causing it. I'm saying portals. What about you? Ball lightning. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm, I'm going to go with the Ozzy Osbourne response for anything weird. I think it's ball lightning. It's not ball lightning, Ozzy. But uh, no, I, I definitely, to me, that is probably my top spot is that it is a nexus of of portals opening uh we there there are other stories of not maybe the concentration of what weird shit this has but there are things like this all over the place um god even full moon i think back in like the 70s did a show that honestly reminds me of the skinwalker ranch that did a movie about like this portal 
that opened up. So next thing you know, this this poor farm family is fighting dinosaurs and aliens, and I'd have to look see what the hell it was. Yes, yes, please do that because I like because I, I don't I know it's on Tubi and some of those places you can watch it for free. I think it was an old either Full Moon or Troma. One of their I'm pretty sure it's films. Full Moon. That's something like something Full Moon would do. But yeah, it was like late seventies. But probably yeah, not like the, late 70s to you it's oh, probably yeah. early 80s no no it was, it's late 70s 78 something like that you're a young whippersnapper so yeah well I've watched that since but yeah it's uh, like something time forgot I don't remember I'd have to look it up but yeah it's very reminiscent of just like weird shit happening on this family's farm and they start having to deal with like dinosaurs coming through portals these weird lizard aliens coming through portals. And that's just honestly what, what Skinwalker reminds me oh, of. Oh, I think I have seen parts of that. Yeah, it's, like little super, lizard yeah, yeah. it's like super low budget. It's that's a awesome. lot of fun, but it's super low budget. And I can't think of off the top of my head. I was going to look it up too, but I forgot. Because, you know, I forget things. So, that's okay. We're talking about portals. I got my own theories. But I'm pretty, yeah, I, I'm pretty I sure believe. I know my theory's right on what I'm going to say <laughs> toward the end. Don't laugh at me. But no, what about no. how do you think about there's always been like a connection with like a Masonic order has actually been connected to it? Oh, really? Oh, you didn't know that? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I, sorry, folks. I had to pause for a second because I heard somebody yelping. It was just my kid. He's okay. <laughs> but yeah, there's oh. a if you, there's they didn't show it on Skinwalker Ranch yet. Yeah. But there's actually somebody like if you do the movie The Hunt for Skinwalker Ranch, there's like one oh, little yep. frame. And he shows like a Masonic symbol, the square and the, what the fuck, the compass? Yeah. Carved into the rocks on there. Oh. Yeah. Because it's actually really I need to pay more attention to that movie then, I think. Yeah, it's just like for like a blink of an eye, man. I just watched that actually not that long ago. But there actually is a connection to Skinwalker Ranch with the Masons. Wow, interesting. Yeah. And that would be through Augustus Wally. Augustus Wally was born March 10th, 1856. I'm taking this from Wikipedia. And through, and he was born March 10th, 1856, died April 9th, 1938. He was a Buffalo soldier in the United States Army and a recipient of America's highest medal decoration, the Medal of Honor, honor for his actions in the Indian Wars of the Western United States. Basically, it goes through... And he's actually, okay, we'll go through this. On August 16th, 1881, Wally was serving as a private in Company 1 of the 9th Cavalry Regiment. On that day, Wally participated in the Battle of Cochilo Negro Creek in the Black Range Mountains, near Cochilo Negro Creek in New Mexico, where he was cited for bravery in action with hostile Apaches. For helping rescue stranded soldiers under heavy fire, his Lieutenant George Ritter Burnett and his first sergeant, Moses Williams, also received the Medal of Honor for their actions in battle. Nine years later, on October 1st, 1890, he was issued the Medal of Honor for his actions during the government, during the engagement. Oh, shit, got that map in the way. Well, the reason, basically, this guy is highly decorated. Yeah. Would you have, this is, just don't take this the wrong way, folks. What color do you think he was? I, I would assume white for that time period. Nope. He was actually a bl- he was a black person. Oh wow! This is not racist, folks. I'm just because I thought he would be white too. Because I caught up in like everywhere you look for like if you look up Augustus Wally, like if he's mentioned in articles, they don't mention that he's a Buffalo Soldier. Uh, he was yeah, a I suppose it should have tipped me off the Buffalo Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. This I did. I didn't. I, I yeah. they didn't teach me that well in history. I forgot Buffalo Soldier yep. or the African Americans. But he was a buff- he was a station at Fort Duchesne, 
This one particular soldier, Augustus Wally, was, was a known Mason and may have connections to the Mason-like symbols seen etched into the rock walls at Skin Rocker Ranch. Oh. And after, funny thing is, also mentioned here too, is that even at that time in 1906 and 1911, underground rumblings and explosions were heard both day and night around the ranch. Oh. So you, yeah. Yeah. Now see, we're gonna it's go it's into not a, really a, a known mining area, you know what I mean? No. To, to warrant that. I can understand certain parts of the country, especially at that time. Oh, yeah, I can understand. That. They're, they're up here blowing out of a mine of copper, gold, what have you. But around there, it's not really a, a heavily mined area, you know. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, I don't think, well, the only thing in that. There is stuff. Because, okay, it also explains in this article I read about the no digging thing. Right, Why right. that such was a taboo thing. And it has a really easy explanation. Because the people that originally sold it said they, the people that bought it weren't allowed to dig because the miners that sold it to the Germans still had the mineral rights for the possible oil in the basin. Ah, That's why they were not allowed to dig. Gotcha. And that just evolved like an urban legend, like, right. don't dig. Yeah, yeah, don't don't dig in here. Well, why? Because bad things because people forget and actually it's not it's actually for mineral rights because the Myers still had possession well now Fugo has possession yeah, yeah. of the mineral rights that's how it originally got started the no right. digging thing ah interesting if you dig a little bit you can actually work out why certain things are said right but there is some really weird shit that goes on at Skinwalker Ranch yeah I, it's hard to deny yeah, like especially like the high EMF ratings and oh, yeah. really wonky spikes and things. Well, even even just weird magnetic poles. But it's not. That, it's, see, I would think if it was a natural now. Yeah. If it was a natural thing, it'd be a constant. Thing. Yes. But but this stuff just fluctuates. Comes and it's, goes. It's random. Well, even even some of like the radiation they've run into. It's like oh god, we've got this place high radiation. The next day it's reading lower than than the background radiation or Same not at place. all yeah it's like how, how and that how one time that they happen? actually got neutrino radiation yeah, yeah that is there's actually giant facilities that try to collect that stuff. yes and for you to actually get a reading of neutrino radiation is like one in a million yeah, or in, one in, in a wild oh yeah oh Chances. my god yeah just and they had it happen for like two minutes straight they're getting neutrino readings yeah. i'm like yeah, it just, ah, what is collecting stuff there? You know, I mean, there, there's so much weird energy stuff there. See, but I have a theory, we'll get into that, like I said. Even I like don't the, think it's collecting, I think it might it, be expelling. Right, right. But, I mean, you know, why in that location? So much different spots of this mm-hmm. same kind of stuff. Even, like I said, the magnetic stuff, which comes and goes. No, normally, if it was, you know, ionized iron down there, it's going to stay it's going to stay magnetized. Yeah. I mean, eventually it will lose that charge, but it's not out of nowhere going to gain a charge again. No. It's not how that works. Science. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It is not how it works. So I just don't... Logically, I don't understand. There is a logical reason. Um, should we get into it now? <laughs> Lies. Lies. Okay, no, before we get to that, the logical reason why it could be happening... In the very first episode, season one, I don't know how many people have watched this series, but you need to pay attention to the map 
that is on the wall. You see it two times, season one, episode one, and after that you don't see the map. Yeah, it's gone. Yep, they don't show it anymore because I don't think they meant to show it. Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at this map, I got a picture of it. I'll post it on Instagram when I get done here. But if you look at it, they have a triangle made, and the one in Utah is the Skin Ranch, the one down by Cuba, and the one down in, there's another one at point in China, they make a triangle out of it. Yeah. I think the one in China is made to throw everybody off. I don't think that's where that third point is at. That could be. I don't, I don't know. Okay. It does seem like a long... for this is, because I'm going to go down this dark, crazy rabbit hole. If you look at this, okay, you have the, the point on Skinwalker Ranch right. and the point off the coast of Cuba. Yeah. A lot of people probably don't know this, but off the coast of Cuba in 2019 or 2018, they found in that spot where that pin is at, underwater ruins. Oh, yeah. Off the coast of Cuba. Yeah. And they found like pyramids and stuff like that. So that's where that one off Cuba, that is marking that location. Right. If you look on the map and you look on the internet, you can correlate it pretty close to damn near spot on. Right. But then that one way off in China, I don't think that's right. I think it needs to be in Florida. So a little closer. Yeah, because it needs to be from Utah to Cuba to where um, the Coral Castle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Florida. Because I'm just going off the Mason thing here because Mason right. symbol there. Cuba has a huge population of all of a sudden Masons is the biggest coming up religion. And there's a lot of Masonic sim- symbols yeah. in Florida at, yeah. at that Coral Castle. I'm not saying the Masons have anything to do with it, but I think it's an indicator that's what they're using. Right. Because here's my deal. I went through, I've, t- I've made that little thing here. I'm amazed they didn't use the Great Smoky Mountains Masonic Monument Marker. Do you know about that? Oh. Smoky Mountains has this thing where it's like a monument. Masons made it. Um, They set it up in 1949. This this marker contains this. 687 separate items or memorial pieces consisting of various types of stone, granite, quartz, marble, slate, jade, onyx, tile, brick, crystal, gypsum, floor spar, agate, garnet, fossil stone, and petrified wood. The stones are reported to vary in weight from one ounce to a 170-pound stone from a Cuban fortress constructed by Don Hernando de Soto in the 1500s. Oh, wow. So basically they're going from, they could have gone, there would actually be four points that we don't know about. Because if you go up there into Kentucky. Right. So they're using that, but if you go to, I'm sorry, folks, I'm really rambling here. I'm trying to get to the point. <laughs> right, right. It's a kind of convoluted point, but I'm going to get there. My theory is they know what's going on, and actually, the interesting thing is too. If you go to, there's a lot. Of, there's if you, I'm like the guy from Sun, Always Sunny in Philadelphia that's got the big wall. I actually was yeah, thinking about this Charlie. this weekend. Yeah. The wife would be pissed at me. I'm like, I'm going to take all my shit off the wall. I'm going to start putting notes and strings just so I can explain this because it does make sense. You see, down forward here. Yeah, yeah. But the interesting thing, if you go off all these four, take four points, not three like a triangle, so basically right. a rectangle or whatever shape you get. Right. But the interesting thing at this Coral Castle 
is if you take the antipode of it, it comes out a thousand miles west of Perth. For people that don't know what an antipode is, an antipode is where you take, let's say, the old saying goes, I'm going to dig to China. Right. It's the point you're standing on straight through the earth and what comes out the other side. So if you live in the continental United States or more, most of Canada, if you dig straight through the earth, you'd end up in the Indian Ocean. Sorry, yeah. you're drowning. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. on the other side of our continent. Yeah. Directly, I mean, straight line across. But the Coral Castle is interesting because, yes, it ends up in the ocean about 1,000 miles west of Perth. But in April, November 21st, 2020, this guy came out. He's an oceanographer, and he studies the drift patterns. Right. And he says he knows where something's at. And you know what is to believe to be at the point? Because he's, he's, he believes he found where MH370 is now sitting to this point. And it's oh. 1,000 miles off, which is actually an anatomy. Anapo, anatobe, anapo, whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, the word I said, uh, to where Coral Castle is. Oh. Because of the drift factor. This guy right. spent three years. They said basically they're like 2,000 miles off of the search area. If they come down, they will find MH370. Oh. Oh, wow. It, it, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear. I just happened to be looking up and look anap anapodes. Yeah. And I'm like, what else has got in that area? Then all of a sudden, boop, I typed in the coordinates. I'm like, yeah, this is where this guy says MH370 is at. And it's only off by a few degrees, but it's pretty damn close. Right. Oof. Oh, and damn. that's not coincidence, I don't know what is. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's... Yeesh, dude. That's, that's pretty <laughs> fucking wild, actually. I... Uh. Yeah. Why hasn't anybody gone down there and actually searched? Because it's area? really rugged and oh, it's a, that's a dangerous part of the ocean. Yeah, it's, yeah. a lot of that. Ocean but it's also supposedly we're gonna have to do an episode on MH370 because there's so much to unpack with that episode. There's like, yeah, it's, there's a lot like conspiracy theories we're just gonna have to delve into, which I right, love. Right. But the reason they say it's there is this guy that did that was because they've also found a lot of like debris from MH370s. MH370. Yeah. But that's all contentious because some people say that could be a part that was from a different airplane that went down. Yeah, yeah, but they don't know what plane went down, so they're just guessing. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of planes that have gone down in that area, let's be real. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of them aren't big like this guy was. No. You know what I mean? It's, it's usually the smaller, uh, little, you know, two prop Cessnas and things like that. that or like the ones that fly out of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The smaller. No. Since that's my theory, but basically that's what that map works. They believe that there are points that what the, they mean they probably don't even know, but right. they're points of interest that all correlate with each other. Right. So, uh, what do you think is actually causing? It, it would be interesting to see all those points, and I, I didn't go down this line of thought to look it up, but uh, uh, see if any of those points correlate with ley line crossover points you cannot find a decent ley line i know if you cannot only good ley line you find is one from um, riffs yeah uh, yeah yeah and they got one on there i found it's like five billion lines i'm like every foot you step you're on the ley line oh like, yeah wow. yeah and it's like eh. but to find a nice concise ley line, i did find one somewhere and i don't know where the hell it's at 
Well, find uh, it again. Was, print yeah, it out. It was actually it. really we'll nice. put it under a wall. Or conspir- right, right. We're going to create a conspiracy wall in this studio. Or when we get a studio, we're going to have a conspiracy wall. Right, right. Now, this is because ley lines are something that has fascinated me for a long time when I started uh, kind of learning about them. And actually, it was different fiction books that took off things from the ley lines. I'm like, oh, wait, these are real things. Mm-hmm. They, oh, oh, shit, this is a real thing. I mean, what they're writing isn't real, obviously, because it's, you know, Aleister Crowley coming back to life and starting a new satanic order. But, you know, but the, the existence of ley lines themselves are a real thing. And like I said, a lot of them, most of your major cities actually pop up around convergence of multiple ley lines. There's something in that energy that draws people to them. Uh, I, I would find it interesting to see if there are some weird ley lines that cro- crisscross through that area. I don't have to dig again and see. That's, that's your weekend project, find that. Yeah, I would have to try to figure out where the hell I saw that. But yeah, no, I mean, it's why I don't know. Uh, it, it seems like there are certain places, and I think this is one of them. Despite all the debunking maybe uh, some guy has done in, in an article, I still do believe that there is an abundance of weird shit going on there. And I know what's causing all I think I know what's causing all the readings. <laughs> but yeah, no. Don't I, shake your fist at me unless you're going to use it later. I'm going to eat Ooh, boy. Uh, no, it, it's... I, I don't know. There are certain places where shit just seems to pop up more. Uh, this one does seem to have a lot of, like, like I think I said in the first show, it, it it runs the gamut so much of just different. Well, let's shit. off with the app. There's um, EMF, Wi-Fi, uh, spike, all the spikes, and it's random times, right? Yeah, it's not like a certain time every day. No, it's just at random times. You know how you can explain that? Alternate Earth Siri. Picture this. You guys got to go with me on this little trip. (laughs) There's two guys in a basement talking. For all theory, all it is is basically what would happen if you took a left instead of a right Right. step. I think there's an alternate Earth that's like two seconds out from us. Right. And the funny thing is, everything is exactly the same. If we were to walk into it, everything would be exactly the same. It'd be Marty and me in a basement talking to you guys. But the only only difference would be that instead of having CERN in Switzerland, you would have CERN in Utah. Because when the CERN goes off, it puts out these same fluctuations in the atmosphere around it. So in this alternate timeline, you have two guys discussing the weird shit going on in Switzerland because of the Hadron Colliders in in, in Utah. Our, yeah, Because it makes sense. If you just take it like the alternate Earth theory, right. instead of having everything's the same, like you know, like the fish still fly in the sky, swim, birds swimming in the ocean, stuff like that. Right. But you take that and just put the one location of one thing. Yeah. Because when that hydrogen hadron collider goes on, they get the same damn readings. Yeah. And so, yeah, they get they pull all. And it's not consistent either because no, it's whenever somebody's got an experiment ready, they have to prep it, say blah 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 yeah. blah blah blah. It's all at random times. And for random durations. Oh, intriguing. I, I do like alternate Earth theory on a lot of stuff. Like, it's, like I said, actually, it's, it's not that far-fetched because no. even CERN has said, yeah, 
we've collected light particles from a different dimension because we don't know where these are from. So they know there's a different dimension. So what's not to say instead of Switzerland, switch Utah and Switzerland. Like I said, any decision that can be made has been made. It splits yep. off into a, a new alternate. And it was to say something didn't happen. Say, even something, the farther back you go, the more drastic things can be changed. As far as even, hey, they don't build this in Switzerland because their version of World War II ended way different than ours. And that is now occupied. Yep. It, it, it is not a... And us as podcasters in that alternate Earth are talking about all the weird shit that goes on in Switzerland. Yeah. What the hell? If we can get in there and see, yeah, haunted chateau, right? Uh, No, I, I, I can't discount that, man. Because, like I said, that is that is one of the theories out there with a lot of things that that I do kind of put a lot of dice into that bag of like I do believe that there are alternate spots because the only bad thing right next to us all the time. Yeah, but the only bad thing is you cannot prove it. I don't yeah. think you would actually want to prove it because it would actually mentally mess with you so bad. Yeah, yeah. It it, it gets into that level of, of like Cthulhu space horror where you aren't meant to understand or see these things. It's like you ever ran and across... And your brain will eat itself. It's like people that you run across say, hey, I just saw you in the mall. I've been at home all day in Mandor. Right. What are you talking about? Right. It's like, what would happen if you ran across your doppelganger? Because everybody has one. Oh, yeah, yeah. At least one that is that is out there that is similar to you. Not to be confused with the entity doppelgangers. No. Which are uh, awful yeah, that's and a darker creature. things. We don't talk about that. But, uh, but yeah, every, everybody has at least one person out there that genetically, physically, you are very similar to. Yeah. Like it's. I feel it's, sorry for that MFR. Oh, right. right. <laughs> He's one ugly dude. <laughs> He's probably thinking the same thing. Oh, that poor bastard out there. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, it, it's something that would be, I think, most minds are not going to be able to wrap around if you literally did pop First thing you this. do is be scared, like when I thought I ran across my ex-wife in Vegas at one time. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you ah, instantly get feel that high anxiety. And like, right, right. <sighs> but, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's an interesting idea. Uh, like I said, it, it's one of those theories I put a lot of stock in i do think that is what's going on around us constantly uh the more like we talked in other shows too i think the farther off you go the more things have been changed from your perspective on your earth and likewise if it's you know 30 strings over and things are way different than what we have them glimpsing our world likewise would be completely different from their norm you know, I mean, and it just, it makes sense to me. I mean, it's, I, I have sometimes wondered if sometimes some of the ghost activity we deal with isn't the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with, uh, e- even in houses where it, oh, it walks through a wall. There's well, usually a door there. Because there's a door in their world. Yeah. And you're catching glimpses of them. And likewise, they probably have a haunted house too because they're occasionally catching glimpses of you yeah. doing something. So do what do we know what's going on at Skinwalker Ranch? No, no, not a clue. Not, not a damn clue. clue. But I, it's fun to speculate. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's, sometimes if you think outside the box, the answer will come to you. Right. And so I, anybody knows Don Fugel, or that's his name, right? Brendan. Brendan Fugel. If you ever listen to this podcast, me and Marty would love to come out there and kind of expound our knowledge with you. It'd be great. 
But yeah, and I, I think just some of the readings on different stuff, even taking out uh, stories of glowing metal spheres smashing a dog, uh, invaders trying to get into house, take out even all of those type of stories, or even dire wolves, any of that. Just the findings uh, those guys have found in the last couple of years, are, they they bring up a lot of questions. Oh yeah, like it's just what, what are these beams coming out of nowhere? Uh, what, yeah, where are true. they getting these radiation bursts from? There's they're not picking. If the uranium was under here, you would be picking up that constant radiation. There wouldn't just be random gamma blasts, you know, which they have dealt with. They they gamma burn from. Eyes on, yeah, no, my, uh, Travis Taylor got hit with uh, yeah. ionized radiation. And it just. They gave him like two marks and yeah. it, you yeah. got a little sick from it. So. Yeah, he ended up having surgery to clean some yeah. of the skin off. But it's like, where did that come from? It's like the next day, there's nothing there. There's no readings. Like I said, several times after, they're like, oh, they don't open that lid. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, that, like I said, if it was something like a uranium deposit right under there, that awesome. feed would be there all the time. It doesn't come and go. Uranium stays irradiated. That's how it works. Yep. You would be a constant. Just some of the oddball things that have been picked up either on camera, on uh, computers, seeing these uh, readings of energy that shouldn't be there. It or the helicopter. Remember the helicopter? Oh, yeah. They're up in a helicopter doing this thing they deemed the triangle. And he's up there, and all of a sudden, he's flying the helicopter like at 9,000 feet, and the radar. Alarm goes off saying, hey, you're 40 feet from the ground, dude. Yeah. So they're like something that was 40 feet below them. It was big enough to register. Yeah, it wasn't either, a bird or something. It would be big enough for them to register. Yeah. Which would be, if I remember right, is like the size of a garbage can. I mean, it's, it's your options there are either your equipment is screwing up and telling you that you're way close to the ground, which is not an option you want when you're in a flying device. Or something is underneath you registering as ground. <laughs> and you can't see it because it's camouflaged. And uh, neither option is really comfortable. I'm actually, honestly, more comfortable with the idea that something might be right under me for a while than the idea that my, my altimeter and everything else but is telling But there's windows me. you can see out the helicopter. You can see yeah. you're not 40 feet from the ground. Well, yeah, but still, I'm just saying, your, your equipment is trying to tell you this. I'm not comfortable being in a flying device that this giving me weird readings that far off you know what i mean my personal feeling is there was something underneath them and they couldn't see it yeah it's unable to be seen with the naked eye or on the camera but i think something was there uh triggering that off giant flying cephalopods perhaps or a flock of them yeah small flock yeah i don't know (laughs) uh but yeah like, like i said uh even taking out all the the I will say the way out there weird stories, uh, taking out even cattle mutilations and stuff like that. Just the scientific stuff they have found in the last <coughs> two, three years. Excuse me. It brings up a lot of questions that, that I, I'm hoping someone can dig into to figure out where this is coming from, exactly what's going on there. So I can't wait for like season three to start because <sighs> our. Bu- oh. I want to call him our buddy. Right, right. right. Russell Accord is going to be going on there. Yeah. And he is one awesome dude. We've been him out. He's yeah. salt of the earth. He is just a good dude. Yeah, no, he was one that, that tips off. was like, yeah, I know. Check out uh, season three when it comes out. 
Because I'm it on it. It still hasn't come out yet. <laughs> We're like, what? It should be coming out pretty quick. So things I was looking at uh, this weekend was that it should be coming out here pretty dang soon, it looked like. I'm not sure on an exact date. Because, you know, because I'm going to go back to Season 1, Episode 1, The Map. That's what really got me interested, sucked into this program. Right. Like, these guys have all this high-tech equipment. Why are they worried? Why did they have these three points on this map? Right. And you see it for, like, two times. That's it. Throughout the whole rest of the season. Right. And Season 2, you don't even see it. Yeah. Because they're not going to just put pins in a map to make a triangle. There's a reason for it. Yeah, there, there's something there. And, and like you said, the, the sheer fact that they take pains to not show it. Or I don't know, maybe they even took it down. So they're like, ooh, we don't want that up there. Because you know, because like, I know a lot of people saw it I brought when it first came out. I'm like, I know where them two locations are at, but the one in China I didn't know. Yeah. So I can't figure that out. I'm working on it. But I know the one off the Cuba is that location of that underwater ruins yeah. they found that they're yeah. trying to debunk now. Yeah, yeah, they're saying... Isn't that the one that's... Another one of them down there that they're saying is just natural formations of the water and... Yeah, rocks. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, there, there's a lot it's of It's not stuff. like Yanaguni off Japan. Right. That, that's pretty much, looks like to me, after you look at it enough, it's more like a natural sharing yeah. of rocks. It, it's cool. It's very it's cool. cool as shit. But... It, it could happen naturally. You know, yeah, because they have the, like, like, the side okay, sonar, yeah. and you can actually see the steps yeah. of the pyramid. It actually is a pyramid shape. It's symmetrical. Yeah. And yeah, you can actually see roads in that, and it's like, we found a city. <laughs> nope, no city here. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's interesting as hell, I, I will say. Like, like I think I said on the last episode, I'm always leery of reality shows, no matter what they're about. Yeah. But... All because you got burned by burned by the mermaids. <laughs> Damn you! But yeah, no. I mean, you have to take all of it as a grain of salt. I mean, yeah. you have to look at it and go, "They're making a show. Why are you doing a show? Because you want ratings. How much of this is manufactured? How much of it's real? But especially living in 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 the modern era with the amount of reality uh, programming and game shows we have, where ninety percent of it is not reality at all." It, it does skew my, my views on a lot of other stuff, too. Yeah. And it does take a pretty decent show for me to go, mm, I, th- I think this isn't bullshit. Because and that one... I, I like Skinwalker yeah. TV series. But there's been a couple times it's just been really cringy. Uh, yeah. But I'm actually going to take that cringe factor and I'm going to put it away this weekend because I'm going to actually watch Bigfoot Alaskan Killer, Killer Alaskan Bigfoot. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that this weekend. Very interesting. <laughs> it's another TV show. I'm pretty sure it's done by history because that's what all history does right now. Yeah, pretty pretty much. They, they went from they went from when they started being called the Hitler Channel because all they had was World War II shows to yeah. being all ancient aliens, Alaska Triangle. Remember, you don't swear in my house like that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Aliens, guys. Aliens. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, no, it's. Have we got anything else for these wonderful listeners of ours? I, I don't think so, man. They, they listened to the first 12 minutes of my rambling <laughs> on going, what the fuck is the show is about today? Yeah. See, we're going to really suck them in when we put in Skin Rocker Ranch Part 2 in the first 15 <laughs> right. minutes. Of each They're like, what? Did they fuck But up? I would like to say to all our listeners, thank you very much. Me and Marty are almost on a one-year anniversary yeah. from doing this, and we appreciate all the downloads and all the people that have given us feedback. But we do ask one favor of you. Please share our podcast. I mean, even if you have to go on the Apple 
if you just tell somebody about us, that'd be awesome. And if you listen to us, please go on like Apple iTunes or Podbean or figure out some way to rate us. Yeah. Give us four stars so we can get spread out. So we're trying to grow because me and Marty got big ideas. At least I got big ideas. Right. I actually just, started I just ride along and behind in the wagon. I'm like, man, that's cool. Where are we going? <laughs> we're gonna when the one year anniversary comes up, I'm gonna tell them what I sent you to get you to do this podcast with me. And it wasn't nude pictures. <laughs> I don't even remember, man. It was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah it's coming I remember. Up, man. I got it's the picture on my phone. Yeah, at, yeah, man. But either way, out. please go out and give us four stars, rate us, write up a review, just tell us we suck. And if you if I find your review, I will read it on air saying, hey, this guy said this about us. <laughs> he thinks we suck. This is why. This is cool. <laughs> why does so, he keep listening every week if he hates us so much? That's right. Because we're in so many other countries. Like, actually, oh, yeah. um, Ireland's actually beat at the United Kingdom out. They're actually got more people in Ireland listening. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So man. them drunken bastards are I love awesome. It. All them damn gingers. Those are those are some of my people, man. That's great. Thank you, Ireland. That is awesome. Canada, you're not too shabby. You're like second. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Canada's. California and Texas, we love you guys. Oh, Thank you very much. Yeah, so yeah Kelly, Kelly and Texas. They're tied, like they're tied right now. Yeah, they're our two biggest in the States, really, but. So, Which is crazy to me. Cause I'll stop. We'll stop babbling. Now. Right. So you please like and share us, and follow us on Instagram. And everybody have a good day. Bye. Bye.